0: Going on, everybody. Welcome into episode number 430 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's Matt and KB coming at you. We're not live, uh, as you guys are watching this. I'll have been at the Phillies games, so you'll see some content on our social pages there. Uh, but we got a lot to talk about with this Phillies team, with the Sixers, and a whole lot more. But before we get started, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI. On Twitter and Instagram. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, leave those five star ratings and reviews. And of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel uh, where you get full video episodes of every single Underground Sports Philadelphia show uh including this one in video form and hopefully this audio and video is not distorted because we're having a little issues as we're recording this on tuesday afternoon big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen main auto llc Ducharm's pro foot security 21 security systems paul j gillespie incorporated mark ronchetti cpa llc and the dental wellness center of vineland and of course tomahawk shades You guys can go to TomahawkShades.com. Use our code USP for 25% off your order from the homies over at Tomahawk Shades and Kenwood Beer with the all-new and improved Kenwood Beer cans. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. What's going on, Matt? Living the dream, you know. Apparently uh, Doc Rivers is too because his job is allegedly safe. But if you talk to the wizard of the deal zone, Brian Windhorst, it's not as safe as it was made out to be after the Sixers lost in game six and losing the second round for the fourth time in five years. This series, like we talked about it last week where, you know, Joel's injured. That's what you got to chalk it up to. It's just the way that they went out. Game five and game six was so embarrassing that it just pissed me off that
1: much more yeah it's upsetting um it sucks too because you listen to all the exit interviews and it's about how this team isn't tough enough and um read an interesting article talking about how that was exactly what the clippers used to say (laughs) you know post post playoff exits under doc and um that i'm sensing a theme here right and one of the complaints we've had about doc rivers in his time here is that um we've had these fluctuations in when the team seems to be unprepared um as opposed to some games they seem fantastic and it's this inconsistency and in effort level and I think that does start with the coach and I don't I don't really care for like his like I'm fine you can write whatever story you want about how I'm not and like why would you challenge people to do that uh when this is yet another year that you've I would say under performed this year is not as bad as last season mm-hmm. you know his inability to to get past the Hawks uh, at least you have a more valid excuse this season but doesn't make it any easier on you as a fan. I had resigned myself, though, to getting knocked out by the Heat as soon as we found out about Embiid's injury. I just think, you know, you missed the first two games with him in the series, and then he's clearly not himself. Um, really, if you even go back to the torn thumb ligament, you know, two season-ending injuries essentially uh, for him. I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how anyone really expected this team to go uh, beyond that. But I think, yeah, the, the focus obviously shifts now towards the offseason and Um, You know, we'll see even what happens with the lottery tonight. I don't know when the Nets have to decide whether or not they're deferring our pick to this year or next. Um, But so the the Sixers could still have a first round pick this year, which would be nice. Um, You know, if whether that turns into a young guy or we.
0: Would you prefer it to be this year or the Nets take uh, it this year and then we go? So I I think
1: there's something with the in rule that if they leave it to next year. That screws us up, I believe, because you can't trade, um, you know, multiple back-to-back, back-to-back right. picks. So I think I think they kind of mess us up a little bit if they do that. Um, I would like I would like to have a first-round pick this year because you know maybe you make that selection, something works, and you can trade that guy. Or I just I think it maybe gives you a little more flexibility at the draft this year, where I think you're gonna have your most opportunity to make. Roster change, right? Because Harden isn't going to be locked down on a deal, and um, you know you still have like the rise of Maxi, and so anything you add to this can grow. You know, th- I think this is like the big opportunity this summer um, to to make some some real like tangible change within this team, and that's what needs to happen. You know, we we need better pieces. We need Harden to be better next playoffs. You know, better be in the gym this summer, working <laughs> hard, and um, yeah, we just have to hope Embiid stays healthy. But I think like my perspective is. Going into next season, I'm I'm a lot more optimistic than I have been the last few seasons. At like you go back to the bubble year, nothing <laughs> nothing good came out of that. That felt absolutely awful. Last season was emotionally crushing, and I think has paved the way to not feeling that upset about this year. Simply because this team is like taken a part of me. I I still have not recovered from that playoff exit. I don't know that I ever will against the Hawks, and just for me, I'll never feel that that way about this team again i really won't and they, they've done it again not getting out of the second round um it's just it's frustrating and you start to question whether this team will ever even make a conference finals let alone win a yeah. championship that's that's the thing that sucks but uh, brooklyn has till june 1st right so you know i'm, I'm excited for the lottery tonight to see uh see how that shakes out but yeah happy lottery night to all who uh <laughs> who, who observe owns. yeah what <laughs> that tell you one of my favorite nights of the year used to be at least but I just um I still think this roster is good I, I think they mm-hmm. can take it good places I think you know obviously we hope Danny Green terrible injury um you know maybe he's able to make it back next season but that's that's something that's going to have to be uh contended with this summer too because he was a, a rotation guy for you right like um and a starter yeah Feibel, who knows at this point what, where he's at, <laughs> if he's with the team next year. He has not produced at all offensively, which sucks. Um, and even defensively, I, I didn't think was his usual self this year and wasn't really as effective in the playoffs. And we've seen that in these high-level series. He's just so bad offensively that it, it's hard to... To manage that, you know, I don't know what it is about these guys that we draft (laughs) that uh, can play great defense but can't play a lick of offense. It just makes it so frustrating. But you have Maxi Harden and Embiid, and you know what? Like, you know, you can add Tobias in that mix, I guess. But Tobias seems like a a candidate to be shipped out this summer. But um, Maxi Harden and Embiid is a good core to grow with and and to make something work with. And you've seen good stuff out of all of them. I still think with Harden and Embiid on the floor together. That's a really, really strong lineup that can get you places. So it's all going to be about what they do this summer to, to get them back to, to where they want to be, which is really the NBA Finals, not even just you know, conference semis. Right. It's been since
0: 2001. Like, let's, yeah. let's inject a little life into this team. Um, I talked about it on Sunday show. I feel like the one of the biggest issues with this team probably since the confetti year is that the depth... Behind you know Embiid and and whoever now it's Embiid, Harden and Maxi, just isn't taken seriously. Yeah, like credit to Shake Milton for actually stepping up in Game Six and like showing a pulse. But to me, I feel like depth wise, you know, I feel like George Niang is going to be here next year just because he's under contract at such a, a low number. But I feel like most of the depth on this roster, outside of say Niang b-ball paul charles bassey and isaiah joe maybe can all be overhauled yeah yeah like the young
1: guys you named there too i I think i'm looking forward to them because you know especially like b-ball paul and and bassey uh i I think another year paul reed especially like yeah i think if you get a a full season out of him we saw that he has the ability right he can play in the playoffs which is correct (laughs) that's not easy to be able to do um, one thing he has to learn to do, and I, I think he will get better at with, with more just reps and, and practice and actual game time, is you know, the, the foul issues. But that's about timing, and that's about just understanding your positioning and, and where you are on the floor. So if you know he's able to actually get good minutes like he should have had this season, uh, next year, it reminds me a little bit of Maxi last offseason, right? Where I think so many of us were clamoring for Maxey to get more time. He did end up getting some time in the playoffs, and that was the, the springboard for him. Uh, the two uh, to actually you know become a, a regular part of this team. So hopefully it's the same for them. Yeah, the young guys I think are are the only ones you can really pencil in. Jaden Springer is apparently you know catching some buzz now. Um, you hope to see him you know uh, getting getting some minutes next year. But yeah, I think there's there's a ex- more expendable part of the roster than uh, than maybe we're used to seeing. But yeah, I just wonder what direction the Sixers take it. You know, going for you know a big star or something or just trying to get those like mid-level pieces that uh that can supplement you Uh, i'm curious to see which which direction it goes
0: now obviously brian Winor said that allegedly daryl's trying to go get another superstar for this team um i mean you look at what you'd probably have to do to get said superstar i feel like there's a lot of moving parts that have to move before that happens well the superstar has to be available yes <laughs>
1: that's the one thing which i mean listen every three or four months now you know these these guys become available so it's not a it's not out of the question you know draft night could be a, a time where we see something like that happen um it seems very likely that you know donovan mitchell rudy gobert are going to be separated donovan mitchell maybe on the Sixers. bradley beal you know there's that conversation still now i you know we're gonna have to do some legwork to actually get the packages right for for those caliber of players, but there are gonna be guys available. Uh, DeAndre not necessarily for the Sixers, right? But that's a guy that maybe is like a little bit of a domino for some other teams. If if he leaves the Suns, yeah, I just I think uh, I think there's gonna be there there's gonna be a probably a pretty big move this off season, uh, you know, in the NBA, and whether the Sixers can become a part of that. Would be interesting. Wynnorse has been plugged in. He was the one, like you said, about the deal zone, about you know the Nets actually being locked in and and trading Harden, getting Simmons, and um, so we'll see. We'll see if that comes to, to fruition. But there's there's a lot of legwork still to be done, I would say, um, because they don't have the asset package like they did. Um, Tobias is not a <laughs> like a gleaming asset. Did help himself a little bit. In he the helped playoffs, himself a but. little bit. Um, but yeah, you know that that'd be the guy you really. But you know, Utah isn't taking. <laughs> to buy his hairs for donovan mitchell right like you'd, you'd have to well
0: utah's wi-fi is slow so slow that they are still reading uh walk flock's tweets saying that he's the next lebron <laughs> yeah James. perhaps perhaps um thoughts on uh jimmy butler caught on the the so hot stu- cam
1: so fucking stupid <laughs> like that's a listen jimmy butler knows how to play for the camera that's yeah. it. he's saying that for the camera and you know what he chose to let philadelphia that's it um did we make mistakes absolutely like think we certainly certainly could have made better decisions but the idea that he was like snubbed and we didn't even extend him a contract right. is just ridiculous like he chose to leave philly as well uh it was a, a mutual <laughs> mutual leave uh should we have been a mutual party in that no. no we should have been getting jimmy butler back whatever it took but um fair enough dude i mean i really don't care i don't care about jimmy butler i don't care what he has to say um he's a he's a heat player doesn't matter to me uh so, I don't care.
0: Uh, I didn't. Even, I wasn't even thinking of Donovan Mitchell in terms of the Sixers, but if you had your pick between Donovan Mitchell and Bradley Beal for this team. I, I think Mitchell has something that we
1: don't really have. Even Embiid doesn't have this, which is like, I don't, like, it's harder for Embiid, I think, to score like 47 in a playoff game. Like, Mitchell's done that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Mitchell's had big, big performance. Now, defensively, you know, he has issues, and that's part of like the – you know, conflict between him and Gobert, and I think there are other really big suitors, you know, for Donovan Mitchell, right? He'll be, like, hotly contested, but um, I look at him, and I think, wow, like, that's a guy that can take over a game, <laughs> like, and that's what you, you, see it every time in the playoffs, we always we always get to this point where it's, like, it just becomes, a, who is, like, not afraid of the biggest moments, right. right? Like, you see with Doncic, right? Like, not that there's very few players in the league that are on that level, right? But, like, a guy that can just take over a game, like, and they, we just, we don't, have that. Like yeah. Embiid is great and I don't wanna Right. But Embiid It's is, also a
0: positional thing. Right. But
1: like Embiid is Embiid is rarely like taken over playoff games mm-hmm. for us. He he has before, but like it's not I would not call it like a regular thing with him. He's great in the playoffs, don't get me wrong, but he's rarely been like unbelievable. Like just like again, winning you games single handedly, winning you series single handedly. Now he's been a huge factor. I don't want to diminish him right. in any way but um I do think adding someone like Mitchell could be could be huge. You know, defensively you'd have to work some things out, but I mean Donovan Mitchell, Maxie, Harden, and Beach, like, and then I I think that'd be great. But you know, it's it's gonna, yeah. That that's he's under contract material. for one more year. Uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: I mean, he was at uh, was it game three? Yeah,
1: he's, he's best friends with Niang. Uh, apparently, Nyang. and you know what, vibes are good. Interesting, it's better than Utah. I'll tell you that. Um. Did you catch any pet Bev on? It's again ESPN. A dude that has never accomplished anything in his no. career talking shit about it. it's just stupid. I, like I don't care.
0: It's it's the worst. I feel like those types of things are. You know the the clips go on social media and then it's like oh you know this guy's a dog. This guy has like that you know fuck you mentality and so everybody starts clamming clamoring for him to be on their favorite team because it's like oh we're missing the. He's he's a bench piece. He's, he's no better than having, you know, John Rondo on your he's, team. He's yeah. been home on vacation for, like, two weeks now. Yeah. Like, it,
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> he's literally he's, going on. He's, like, one of those guys, too, that, like, loves to talk shit like that, but has routinely been, like, a non-factor right. in the playoffs. <laughs>
0: The Get In The whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Family of Podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: And has gone home early and it's like, brother, you have not... Draymond Green gets to talk that kind of shit, yes. right? Because Draymond Green has been there and is a great player. Has won multiple figure. championships. It was like a, a key figure in those teams and still is now. Like, yes. could win a championship this year. Like, you are not him. <laughs> in fact, you're nothing close. Good player, right? That but, to like, me was like it's just weird. his audition it's just... to be on TV. Yeah, and they had him on again today because yeah. everyone loved it. And it's like, I, I just, that kind of stuff for me, I just don't care. It's I like, good the first take stuff, I I could not care less. What I find ironic is like, people love people that eat that stuff up also love to talk about how they hate like the hot take stuff and the clickbait stuff and it's like you literally (laughs) consume consume it it. on the highest platform if they would not make it if it wasn't profitable and that's what they do they they toss these guys out just to give these these quotes that they know are just going to do numbers and that's it that's and listen no shade involved right like that's just what it is but that's that's what it is. Like it's just—it's literally just words to get engagement. That's mm-hmm. it. You shouldn't see it as anything beyond that. I don't like that it'll eventually like influence the way we talk about these players and their careers right. because again, this—that's not truth or reality. It's just again, just someone. It's like Skip Bayless thinking Skip mm-hmm. Bayless is a real person. Like it's a character. Exactly. He's playing a character. Uh, they, they tell these people to like pick pump a topic, up. right? Because if you don't, you're not going to be on TV anymore. Yes. You can let, no one wants to listen to someone that's just giving like that is literally level-headed
0: <laughs> analysis they the first hear. take and the undisputed meetings are here's the topics for the day pick a side
1: yeah we're just like how can you make it
0: more yeah how,
1: how can you make this like as all-encompassing as possible like it has to has to breach multiple types Sectors, of, of conversation yeah. right like it can't just be about chris paul it has to also talk about every other like famous player in your spiel like it is what it is
0: the i mean the Doc Rivers thing is fascinating to me. We talked about it a little bit earlier, too. like The fact that he was supposed to be the hire to come in and quote-unquote elevate this team to the next level hasn't done that whatsoever and is somehow safe with his job blows my mind. I don't know how Daryl Morey and our scumbag owners can sit back and say,
1: yeah, we're we're cool with bringing Doc. Well, right it's going to cost him like 25 million to get rid of him now. <laughs> Cuz they signed him to a massive deal, long years, a lot of money. I don't I hated the signing from day one. Yep. I thought it was so stupid. Um this is a guy that arrived with a bad reputation with a, a reputation for not performing with high-level teams of of not being able to like push them beyond just, you know, what they were. Like he, he he's not an elevator. He just isn't and I don't know what it is with Doc and we saw it last year in the playoffs with his insistence on the, the bench stuff. We seen it this year with his again, just arrogance about B Ball Paul and DeAndre Jordan and I it's exhausting. Like this team went back to so like it was so isolation heavy mm-hmm. in, in these playoffs too, which is just not what this team is like I hated it. I I, I hated the signing. I, I hate that it feels like he, he's gonna get another year. Um I do think like there is some potential truth to like what window has been reporting about you know maybe it's not as like the finality isn't as clear behind the scenes about him staying but i don't know who you get to replace him necessarily like it just sucks the weird rumor i saw was the jazz coach quinn snyder yeah yeah which i would be good yeah he's he's a good coach i think but um i don't i just which i didn't even think he was available the U- Utah is going to have some turnover, right? Because they they have like some new front office people. They got Danny Ainge there now. Like, think there's there's going to be you know again. I I would be really surprised if you go into next season and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert on the same team. Mm-hmm. Still, you know, like I just think, I think it's it's That's clearly right. it's, it's reached a boiling point um, where they're like very obviously <laughs> feuding publicly <laughs> now, uh, but not really publicly either. But but yeah. it, they clearly are. They clearly don't like each other. They clearly don't like playing with each other. Gobert's upset because Donovan Mitchell in his eyes hasn't applied to himself defensively. Donovan Mitchell's upset because Rudy Gobert isn't that good defensively in the playoffs and uh, you know, is, is really not effective at all offensively, so um I I wish Doc wasn't on this team. I'd I'd feel a lot better about maybe our
0: future if if Doc Rivers wasn't attached to it. But yep that's where we are. I I mean it's it's my Villanova fan bias. I love Jay Wright here, um, but also like the He's fact the that somewhere Chief Sam Cassell had like just in in general in the NBA hasn't really gotten a shot as an NBA head coach. he my mind. He'll go somewhere. He'll else. go somewhere he'll be and be, be the next email of joke.
1: That is just or Monty Williams. So that that is just how <laughs> that's just how we operate. We let we
0: so we're great incubators. We let the good ones go. We let the good ones go. It's a bummer. And then I'm just gonna I said this on Sunday too, I'm just gonna bash my head through a wall if we go through another summer of Mike D'Antoni rumors. Yeah, I, I not can't interested do it. In, I'm not <laughs> interested in that. Um but hey, at least the Phil's are getting hot.
1: I mean, what the hell, right? Like they go in <laughs> we're talking about how ah, oh, this is great, but you know they go to LA, three out of four against the Dodgers. Clearly four out of four. Nearly sweep
0: the Dodgers. The best team in baseball <laughs> And uh, I don't. I win two out of three in Seattle. Stupid,
1: uh, Padres tonight. I don't get it. Maybe they just have to stay on the West Coast. Um, maybe they're just a West Coast team. Maybe maybe like they're they're on a weird sleep schedule thing or something. I don't know. But they've they've looked great. The bats came alive on the West Coast on, on this trip. Um, the defense has looked good. This has been like a big reversal in the Phillies fortune maybe maybe just had to be warmer who knows I I love what uh, I'm seeing from them though and uh yeah like like I said I think you're just seeing more consistency offensively too um the pitching so far this year too has to be said has been largely pretty good um there's been some some rough patches but on the whole looked all right um you're trending in a positive direction now if you're the Phillies and it you know We have to to see how this progresses because we know how this team is. Uh, They have these really strong week and a half, two week stretches, and you feel amazing about this team. I can remember what there's that like 10 or 11 game win streak. um, And it felt like, wow, this team is amazing. And then they collapse. So I'm not getting uh, head over heels here. Right. But uh, it is promising, right? Like, this is if you were selling yourself with the idea of the Phillies were going to look like this season, this is what you were expecting more of um bryce has been just
0: white hot like who needs a ucl like (laughs) (laughs) like he's been one of the hottest players in baseball you have the official mlb account tweeting mv3 again like that was kind of unexpected at this point where bryce hasn't even played the field in like a month and a half and he's destroying baseballs Typically, like, you expect somebody, if they're, you know, one of your big-time hitters, let, let's say they hit five home runs in a month, Bryce already has five in the month of May. Yeah. um, He should be back Wednesday, which is good. And, I mean, it, it's pretty wild what happens when Reese Hoskins, Gene Segura, and Bryce Harper are all hitting at the same time. We, we, we've talked about Reese, too. Like, he, his hot streaks can
1: carry this team, and uh, Gene has just been consistent what what's the streak at?
0: i think it's at 12 yeah
1: hottest hitter in baseball um i remember growing up on sports center they would always say like anytime someone got to like double digits they're already talking about mickey mantle watch they're already talking about the mickey mantle watch and it's just insane um i don't know if that's something they still do now but um yeah he's he's been good yeah I, I think again this is just this is the vision you had for this team and and you're seeing it i just can't i can't believe they they played that well against the dodgers I, it blew my mind. And, that, and it also pisses me off. And you know what I saw too is people talk about, well, um, people talk about like the Rockies series and stuff. like, well, they won five out of seven Rockies. Like, they looked completely out of place in Colorado. Like they lost that series badly. Now they crushed them when we got back to Philly, but they looked, they were dominated by the Rockies. That, that's not a team that should be whitewashing you over the course of a series. It's not uncommon you would have one game out of there where, you know, You lose like eight one or something and it just it things went against you, bad pitching matchup, whatever. But um yeah, the the Phillies have had issues being competitive in series. I mean that that they had only won three series (laughs) so far this year going into this road trip. Like there's not a team that was playing amazing.
0: They were three and seven on the road going into that road trip. Right. And leave with a five and two road trip against two very good teams. Like even the Mariners are like Yes, they're not in first place, but they have good pieces. They have good pitching. Like so That's a solid team. That yeah. is like a, a playoff team. Like, right. They are a playoff-level team. And then, you know, if things continue to play out the way that they have, you, you play well against the Padres, you get the Dodgers again this weekend, then you go on the road, you play Atlanta for four, and then, you know, say even you just split with the Braves, you have arguably most important series of the season – the following weekend against the fucking New York Mets. Yeah, again. Um, it sucks, yeah, because
1: they put themselves in a little bit of a hole with the Mets. It's fun, too, because, I mean, you're finally seeing this team play more than the same three teams. Yes. I mean, like, the first... I feel the, like that's helped, too, where the it's first like, month oh, it let's have some like change. We've seen the same teams. Um. So now getting a little bit of variety definitely helps. Um. Yeah, it's, it's going to be nice to, to get in on the Braves, too. Like, you know, you start getting these divisional games that aren't just the Mets and the Marlins so far um I think it's insane like we we highlighted before that we're we're only facing the Braves just now we don't play the nationals till June like it's just that's crazy to me but um yeah I'm in a way I'm gonna be happy that we're out of the Mets
0: um I wish that we had performed better but it is what it is I was uh I was very annoyed and still am uh, I think Jerry's familia has taken the spot as the bullpen pitcher that i want to just launch to the moon um especially after this Dodgers series i was Any looking York, god deserved it <laughs> absolutely uh and that's just off the field um he's got like an over four era now and i was looking at the guy who we decided to not sign over jerry's familia and that's our guy hector nares before last night's game uh where he gave up a home run so it Inflated his ERA a little bit, but Matt, going into last night's game, can you guess what Hector Neris's ERA was uh before giving up the home run to Xander I, Bogarts? I, I feel like he had been having a strong year. Wasn't it like one 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 nine or something like that? Like he had a 0.56 ERA in Jesus. seventeen games.
1: I knew it was low. I didn't think it was that. I because I, I had seen someone posted maybe like two weeks ago. I think he had like a point seven nine at a, at that point um and people were like talking about how terrible he was here i was like i don't remember that no i remember him having like yeah some like bad performances i remember on the whole hector being like our only reliable yes.
0: closer for really like two or three years he's the only guy that was like competent um yeah and I, even after giving up a home run his era only inflated to a 2.12 awesome <laughs> must be so must nice. be nice because <laughs> again the bullpen i think is we're, is cur- we're
1: curse with bullpen i don't know what it is we we've never did we and, sell
0: our soul for the perfect season from Brad Lidge? I honestly starting to think them
1: but I mean honestly like we've tried every method too we've gone out we've done all the suggestible stuff we've gone out and spent like low on like lottery ticket guys we've gone out and get established guys we've gone guys that had great season we've got we've bet on guys that had bad seasons in the hope that they were t- like we've done everything and I just <laughs> we miss all the time I don't know I I don't know what it is and we don't we don't draft and develop well, so we we really have to depend on signings in that area. Um, we just have not gotten it right,
0: and I I don't know why. Yeah, it blows my mind with the bullpen stuff. Um, but I mean, who needs a bullpen when you hit? And if they they keep hitting the way that they are, you win twelve <laughs> ten. Who cares? Works every time. <laughs> Uh, but let's take a look, uh, at the NL East run differential brought to you by the homies over at pickup. You guys can go to play pickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports, including the month of May NL East run differential and season long, uh, at play pickup.com. Still in second place, Matt, in terms of run differential, the Mets are leading the way at plus 35, the Phillies at plus 18. That might be some of the best, like this far into the season.
1: We've seen in a long time that which is tragic, but um, I really think that might be the best we've looked this uh, this uh, this late into the season now. You know, you're a month and a half in.
0: Not bad, it's impressive. Uh, the Marlins at plus sixteen, the Braves at minus fifteen. That is rarefied air for the Marlins. Yes, rarely they're rarely at plus sixteen it... and three games under five hundred. Like plus double digits for them is astounding. And then the stolen franchise, Washington Nationals, at a lowly minus 42. I tell you, we can't play them soon enough. I can't wait. Um, But we always say it could always be worse. Could. We could be the Cincinnati Reds. Christ alive. <laughs> How do you throw a no-hitter and lose a game? If you're the Reds, I guess like, <laughs> and that would only happen when you're playing the Pirates, the only other like bad team in their division. It does. There is like a sense of destiny, and it's like that weird,
1: you know, like Western PA, Eastern, uh, Southeastern, kind of like Ohio melds yeah. right, like that whole Your area is belt. just it's just so weird. Um, it could only happen between the two of them, right? Like if you had to pick two teams, oh yeah, those probably would have been high on the list. Um, yeah. Being a Reds fan has got to be pretty tough. It's got to be pretty tough. I have to imagine.
0: I think I saw a stat from Jason Stark that was the first game a team had won without getting a hit since two thousand
1: eight. I like. I was surprised that it was even since two thousand eight. Yeah. I'm just like imagine like think of all the scenarios that even have to happen for you to like, and then win on top of it. I just <laughs> crazy. Absolutely. Because you have to have an amazing game too,
0: defensively and pitching, yeah. to be in. A position or even like to win have a couple guys that are able to work at bats and get walked. right like and get on sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work and with the rise of streaming platforms new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch Well, that's where Streamer Season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on Streamer Season wherever you get your podcasts
1: you know like when you have a million games it's just you're gonna have those things that should
0: never happen frankly um are bound to, to pop up more than more than normal yeah i mean that's what i always look at. i'm looking at it this season at least we're not the nationals the pirates or the reds um, and i've always said that about me you know it, it could be much worse um but I've, looking back at like when things turned around for this team, honestly, I think it started with Kyle Schwarber absolutely losing his mind on Angel Hernandez. That's really when it felt like something started to click for this team, and like you know, one guy got hot, then a couple guys started hitting. Yeah. I think that's around when Gene Segura's hit streak started. Um, so I mean, if Kyle Schwarber just needs to lose his mind every so often on you know an umpire or two, I'm all for it, and. If if this team keeps playing well, it's in spite of Joe Girardi, who is basically just baseball Doc Rivers. Um I just I've been very impressed with the way that they've just kind of put it together the last like week and a half or so.
1: Yeah. And gosh, Horber has been a part of that too. Finally uh performing a little better, which has been nice, but yeah. I uh God. <laughs> we just need good baseball, man yeah this has been it's been nice it's been nice having a team that's like good like that you don't you don't wake up i mean it's hard to watch the west coast games live you gotta just settle for like highlights and but you know it's nice waking up in the morning and seeing my like score at Phillies
0: one like that yes that's a good feeling it's a really good feeling but and it's one of those things where like earlier this season too like you'd see they'd have you know eight ten twelve hits in a game but they only score two runs now they're capitalizing on getting the mass amount of hits and scoring runs. Like, to put up the amount of runs they did against the Dodgers, again, like I know we're, we're harping on this Dodgers series, but they won three out of four at Dodger Stadium, which hadn't happened since like 1983. Dodgers are, again, like the best team in baseball. Like, they're great. <laughs> like, that's just it. I was watching some of those games and like, they would just be like, oh, this person's up to bat for the Dodgers. Now it's Mookie Betts. Now it's yeah. Freddie Freeman. Now it's Trey Turner. It's like, does it ever end? Um, so for them to go out like and- they have a former MVP candidate who's struggling, and it's like just no big deal to them. They literally like
1: everyone else. That would be the talking point about them forever. And it's like, yeah, we got two more. It's fine. Bellinger will figure it out. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the seventh best hitter in that. That's lineup. fine. <laughs> the dude was just like putting up generational numbers, and he just hasn't really figured it out again. It's cool. Well, give him no plenty problem. of time. No, nope. hey, literally, I
0: mean, I mean this. No rush, dude. We'll figure it out that is <laughs> stupid. Uh and I mean just for them to go out and and take advantage of underperforming pitching too. That's something I think that we haven't talked about enough with this line with how good on paper this lineup is, they don't really take advantage of pitching and it seemed like they were taking more pitches this series really working at bats and that's what we've asked for, you know, the whole month of April when it seemed like they were rushing at bats, they're swinging at first pitches it seemed like they were really working at bats and, and trying to get guys on base and then playing a lot of small ball. Like they win that game in extra innings with Castellanos getting the hit down the left field line because they had guys work at bats. Bryce Harper has been so hot. He forces, you know, the hand of Dave Roberts to say, yeah, we're going to walk him. And then Nick Castellanos is just going to say, fuck you. And I'm going to yeah. go and score runs. You've got the uh, dad stihanos uh, <laughs> strength now. So got to be careful uh did you also see he had a burger named after him at the iron hill brewery <laughs> that's amazing what's is it what what is it called uh the castellanos
1: burger. oh okay i wasn't yeah. sure if there was i was like trying to think of how you work burger into castellanos somewhere i was like they're supposed to be some creative it's people. called the tom bergerman <laughs> oh, man.
0: oh man uh but the phil's just gotta keep hitting you know the the next couple series this month like we said it's the padres the dodgers the braves and the mets take care of business there and then uh you know we should be due for some fun you know month of june baseball uh because june it's not like it gets any easier man you get right. the pod or i'm sorry the the giants for the first day of june then the angels come to town then the brute you go I'd, on like the to, I'd like to
1: try and make it to one of those angels games especially yeah. if otani's like pitching i'd love oh, to go so uh, cool. i'd love to go see the angels play
0: Then you go on the road against the Brewers. Then you play the Diamondbacks about damn time. Yeah, finally now they turn the corner too. Maybe that'll be in time for them to collapse a little bit. (sighs) They come here, and then the Marlins come here, which is a good sign because we always play them well in Philly but can't beat them in Miami. Uh, And then a long, long road trip in the middle of June. You go to uh, Washington for five. So if the Nationals keep sucking, that could be really good for this team. Then you go to Texas for two. San Diego for four, and then they end the month of June uh, with three against the Braves. Not the not the not the best. But, I mean, if you looked at May too,
1: you know, you would yeah. say similarly tough tough schedule. May even tougher because you yeah. play the Dodgers twice. So, listen, you, you make it. All all it's about is making it to like July and being competitive still. Um, but I tell you this, Wild Card too is tough as hell in the, in the NL. It's I just tough, I, man.
0: I want them to at the end of June like i want it to feel on the surface for us as fans to be like okay like they're in a position to go make a move for somebody right like they're and it actually make a means move. something right it's not just you're not uh, trading for ian kennedy
1: right you're not just doing something superficial you're actually
0: you're make it like a quality addition yeah um also i did see a tweet um because there were issues this week with the Mariners going to Toronto and guys not being able to play, obviously. And Destiny Legardo from um, Phillies Nation tweeted about this and said, this is going to be something to watch when the Phillies go to Toronto with the guys who right. are uh, not vaccinated. Um, she did say Zach Eflin and Reese Hoskins are confirmed um, because everybody was asking because Robbie Ray was uh, – not able to travel with the team i know everybody's on my fantasy team everyone so. was like he pitched for the blue jays last year how is it possible and it's because there was an exemption until january of 2022 i was
1: so pissed he was due for a start this week too yeah. and it, it, i think it was on the verge of being a double start week it's <sighs> so heated
0: uh so this is from daniel kramer on twitter he covers the mariners for major league baseball Uh, I said, unvaccinated starting pitchers who have pitched within four days of their team entering Canada are not eligible to be placed on the restricted list for competitive advantage purposes. It's a way to prevent those teams from filling that pitcher's roster spot. Fair enough. So that's something to definitely keep an eye on with this Phillies team, uh, because I'm sure we will be bringing up every member of our Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs that week. (laughs) And let the young guys throw at least, you know? Let let them go get massacred
1: in Toronto. (laughs) Let, let Vladdy sort them out, you know? <laughs> it should actually, to punish them, they should have to face Vlad Guerrero. Like, that's, that should <laughs> Vlad be... the Impaler.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, because, I mean, just looking at last year, like, guys we knew off rip, it was Bohm, Yeah. Aaron Nola, um, I don't know about Wheeler or not. I think Bryce was even, um, questionable. Questionable
1: about is uh i mean i think it's different now too like we've had a lot more time and yeah I think, destiny also year, said the- last year was tough because they were like it was very cool like the, the run-up right. was very close so like fair whatever you know like if you really if you really felt that way give it some time like you've had plenty of
0: time right. now though to, De- to make your decision. destiny also said all the latin american players who are here are more than likely vaccinated because they need to. it for travel traveling purposes. right like
1: it just makes your life easier yeah and it's for them it's possible like, even honestly get here,
0: yeah they had to be so that helps for a lot of our team um but hey the kid's hot right now too bryson stopped playing well you love to see it. We love to see the How kids long Moniac's not. back? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's got to
1: be, like, another, like, maybe, like, two or three weeks, right? Because it was, like, a six-week injury. Yeah, I want to say
0: closer to Memorial Day So like a... is, like, the, the first, like, evaluation period, I want to say. Right. Um, I can't wait for him to be back. Um, just need it. That's that's the, the missing piece to the kids' puzzle. Boom, Moniac's dot. And... Uh, no surprise that the defense has looked a little bit better with Didi out. Weird, weird stuff there, Joe.
1: Must must be a coincidence. Must be a coincidence.
0: Also, it's very nice having a backup catcher that can hit and call a game. No slight awesome. at Andrew Knapp. He was he was Andrew Napp had a good year last year. Yeah, all things considered. But my God, this Garrett Stubbs kid from the Astros is. You're starting to see why Andrew Knapp was let go. <laughs> <laughs> He's unbelievable. And it's one of those things where, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it always felt like Zach Eflin was the guy that was getting caught by Andrew Knapp. Garrett Stubbs stepped in for Aaron Null because we benched JT because he's been struggling, like we've said. Um, and it feels like he's a guy that can step in, and every pitcher in this rotation feels comfortable throwing to him, which I think is so invaluable in baseball to be able to. Have your backup catcher catch any guy in your rotation, not just be set to one or two guys. Yeah. Extra! Please grab Young Fallon. and extra, extra! Read all about it! Life story of Flame Penny, extra, extra, extra! Extra, extra! Read all about it! Breaking news! Hello, everybody! I know Matt and I already recorded the episode on Tuesday, breaking the fourth wall for everybody uh, who didn't know because... I was at the Phillies game, plus a whole bunch of other bullshit nonsense went on in my life today. Uh, I'll probably talk about that on the Outside the Box podcast and on Sunday Solo Dolo show, Uh, because we have breaking news that went down this morning before all the bullshit happened for your boy, James Bradbury. You are a Philadelphia Eagle Emergency Eagle segment here for episode 430 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I threw on the Bird's jersey for the first time in a long time. James Bradbury signs with the Philadelphia Eagles, former New York Giant, former Carolina Panther. I am ecstatic. This is fantastic. Uh, James Bradbury in 2020 was one of the best corners in the NFL. Regressed a little bit in 2021, but hey, that's expected to happen when you're playing for the New York Giants, who are an abomination of an organization. James Bradbury, according to Adam Schefter, initially had 11 teams reach out to him when the Giants released him. His agents whittled it down uh, to three teams, and eventually he chose the Eagles over the others. Anybody who has said nobody wants to play in Philadelphia, nobody wants to play for the Eagles, nobody this and that, shut the fuck up because James Bradbury chose the Eagles, and according to Jordan Renan, who covers the New York Giants for ESPN, quote tweeted that Adam Schefter tweet and said James Bradbury wanted to put himself in a winning situation. This was a key part of everything that unfolded the past few months. He had better deals out there, but chose the Eagles. He chose to come to Philadelphia. It was his decision to become a Philadelphia Eagle. Let that sink in, ladies and gentlemen. Let that sink in. James Bradbury chose to be a Philadelphia Eagle. Howie Roseman does it again. This this deal is amazing. It's a $10 million one-year contract. Uh, it's going to pay him $7.5 million, including $7.25 million guaranteed, and another $2.5 million in upside incentives, all that kind of stuff. Bringing the total value of the deal to that $10 million. Uh James Bradbury, Darius Slay on the field together. This tweet from Dave Zangaro from NBC Sports Philadelphia. There are two NFL players since 2016 with 15 plus interceptions and 80 plus pass breakups Darius Slay and James Bradbury. Now they're starting opposite of each other. Avante Maddox now in the slot. This defense is lights out, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I don't think, like, it has been a long time since the Eagles have had this dominant of a defense. I don't even think the 2017 Super Bowl defense was this good and this deep. Think about this defensive depth that this team has now and and the starters that they have. I'm going to go through it for you right now. I'm going to go through it for you right now because this depth chart and this Eagles roster is absolutely awesome. Boncos, Banana Land crazy. One of the best defenses on paper, mind you, on paper, that I can remember in my lifetime as an Eagles fan. So this is your 4-3 defense of guys on the roster right now. Brandon Graham, Teron Jackson, Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat, Matt Leo, uh, and then your defensive tackles, Fletcher Cox, Marlon uh, Pulotu. Marvin Wilson, Javon Hargrave, Jordan Davis, Milton Williams. Your linebackers, Kaiser White, Davion Taylor, Jacoby Stevens, TJ Edwards, Nicobe Dean, Sean Bradley, Hassan Reddick, Chiron Johnson, Patrick Johnson. Come on now. Come on now. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Your corners, Darius Slay, Zach McPherson, Kayvon Wallace, Marcus Epps, Anthony Harris, Jared Maiden, Reed Blankenship, Andre Cheseri. I always mess up his last name. I apologize to Andre. Uh, And then James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, Josiah Scott. Come on now. Come on. Stop playing with me. Stop playing with me. Like, you can't tell me that this is one of the most talented defenses we have seen in a very long time. The additions Howie Roseman has made this offseason to make this defense a legit contender is insane. Um the the way Darius Slay is able to recruit on social media is crazy. Giants fans are in shambles. I just I love seeing it. I love to see it. Um so This is from Ruben Frank. You know, why did he pick the Eagles out of the pack? All it took was one look at the roster, mainly the defensive line. I saw the guys on the D-line, and as a defensive back, sometimes your best friend is the D-line, he said, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, He said, I think the overall scheme fit my abilities the best, and now he gets to play with one of his boys, James Bradbury and Darius Slay, who... Kenny Galladay had to play against in practice in both stops in his NFL career. Now has to go up against them in games. This makes the defense deeper. It makes it more talented. James Bradbury, I'm pumped to have he was somebody that I wanted in 2020 when he was a free agent. I wanted the Eagles to go and sign him. Like, that was that was one of the, my big like requests in free agency. Go sign James Bradbury. Go get the big corner. Because we needed it. And now he's here. I'm stoked. Uh, it just, it's wild. You know, I mean, to, to get talent like that post-draft and make this team better is absolutely insane. I, I'm so excited for James Bradbury to be here. And this defense, it's scary hours, ladies and gentlemen. Go birds, fly, Eagles, fly little quick emergency segment on James Bradbury. I'm going to be talking even more about him on Sunday's episode, so make sure you subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube cuz we're going to be talking James Bradbury a whole lot. Potentially try to get somebody on on Sunday uh, that covers the team maybe to talk about James Bradbury, but we'll see. Little teaser, little uh, little tasty treat there that I had to get in. James Bradbury, you are a Philadelphia Eagle. Welcome to Philly and you have an open invite to come on this podcast whenever you want. We do that for every new athlete. You want to come on the show, you're more than welcome. Welcome to Philadelphia, brother. Fly, Eagles, fly. Now, back to the regularly scheduled recorded episode of Underground Sports Philadelphia. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top
1: drawer, upper 90. You already know. You already know. I think that's how it always goes. Like 45
0: minutes, and we're at like
1: Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) What
0: are we doing? Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri, I'm Matt Kessner. and we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today.
1: Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up?
0: We're back. It is uh it's not normal for us to record on a day before Survivor. Right. But before we get into season 42, we did get season 43 <laughs> cast reveal and tribe uh breakdowns, which you and I were talking yesterday being Monday. That feels very early for the cast to be revealed like with Normally you don't get that till hey, like a month before the premiere, like Yeah, like it felt like a couple weeks after Season 41 ended was when we first got wind of season 42. Um, outside of, you know, the promo cut that they showed yeah. at the end of the season. But I'm going to pull that up here. But last week's episode, pretty interesting stuff. This yeah. season just continues to be very, very, very
1: good, in yeah. my opinion. And- one of the one of the strongest people, I think, left in the game goes home, Andrea. Um, we had highlighted her a lot, obviously, and she tons of advantages she let it slip she let it slip to the wrong person that she had the uh, knowledge is power Uh, second time we've seen that that is that is one. i think if it if it comes back i think what's what's interesting about survivor now is like so many of the advantages you kind of do have to tell someone because it usually involves you losing a vote or potentially losing a vote um or you know like some of these you have to say things out loud at tribals or whatever or it's shared amongst people so you have to have that conversation um, but one that doesn't require you to say anything to someone, keep it to yourself. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's I think, the, the message uh, to take home from uh, last season and this one. Um, shocking moment, though, when she asked for it, because uh, it really felt like, and I love that they did that again. They did that a lot last season, which we really liked, where the edits were. Yes. They don't show us everything, so we know every single thing before Tribal. Um, we find out afterwards that Omer had, in fact, told Mike. Mike handed the idol over to him, and... We got a, a nice little play out of that. But I sucked to see Drea go. She was great. Um, loved her exit. That was one of the best exits. I loved her and Mike just like chopping it up. And Mike's like, oh, so ah, so good. I'll also come see you in Canada. Like, you know. ah, you rascal. <laughs> like, that was nice.
0: Um, yeah, Mike has become like the most wholesome person yeah. on, the, on the show. We know how to pickle. We do. I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Drea feels like if they ever do another like all star season, she, she seems she like do, a candidate She to would come do back. well. Um just, so I feel like she.
1: Like, especially Rockstar being voted out was, like, a huge... she They were, like, a, a big yeah. duo, and, and that was... Uh, I, I think that was hard for her, you know, like, game-wise, uh, because I really don't think she had many people left kind of pulling for her right. and advocating for her. She really had to win immunities and, and just didn't didn't fall that way. But um, Jonathan in some trouble. I was so glad that Do or Die did not rob us. Yes. um. Lindsay's been great. I, uh, she's honestly turned into a potential winner. Yep. Um, you know, just with with the more that we've seen from her, and it, it would have sucked so hard. I I hope that's the only twist that they've added that I absolutely me hate gone. and I think has no place in the game. I hate that it. Okay, so I, I even brought this up to my wife because we watched it last week. Like, what if no one had even played? Right. Then what? Like that's what me and my mom said. Or like, what if just one person plays, they're automatically immune, and that's it. Right. Like it just it doesn't reward you for. I get that there's like a balance between just don't be, but like there's two people competing yeah. that sucks they chose to actually go out there and play Survivor right and they're not I, I, I just don't like it I think it's it doesn't it's a flawed thing it, it is and I just think again the fact that just because you drop first and you might be one of two people that volunteered to actually play and all of a sudden now you have a you know one and three uh two and three chance sorry of going home that's just yeah. sucks <laughs> like i just i it's
0: a bad twist and then I, it's I, I like jeff think... pulls one away and it's like what if he pulls the safe one right and it's just automatically guaranteed to go home like i wonder if they like they tell him like, yeah here's
1: here are the ones you know um but who knows i i hope that's a twist that we don't see. yeah again, i hope is, that's is, gone. that's what i uh is what i'm thinking about but yeah like Jonathan's stock went down. It's hard to do three up three down yeah, at this point it's in the game. five but, days left out um, there. Jonathan's stock goes down. I think in this one, um, getting a little harder to see him win. Um, I think the the biggest jump for me was Lindsay. I think the last two weeks especially, been really impressed with her. Um, Omer can definitely still win. Um, mm-hmm. Those two I think are like the two strongest. But even Marianne is still like tied to Jonathan. Yep. I think she could she could make like final tribal again though. I, Pretty crazy a whole tribe. For the most part, like the core of a tribe. talked a lot about how close they were. And then, you know, like, but we'll see. You know, like, it's, I think it's going to get a little messy then. Mike, I think, sells a great chance. Um, Everyone seems to love him. And, uh, you know, he's made, he's been a part of some big moves. He's maybe not as aware that Omer has been, you know, kind of pulling strings a little bit. But Mike has had agency. It's not like he's been a nothing, you know, like he has no strategy in his his mind at all. Like, he's been a part of these decisions. But um, Mike is, yeah another another great great chance of winning so i i think outside of romeo i think even marianne could potentially win now i i could see yeah. it at least a little bit more uh than i than i had previously i think Romo is the only
0: one left that i'm just not feels like he's just the candidate to go to the final three
1: yeah and like i just i uh, he just hasn't done enough in the game yeah. i think to, to perhaps warrant to win maybe that changes but we'll see hard hard to see at this point
0: uh We're going to break down Season 43's just cast, as we always do. It's brought to you by our pals over at Bino. You guys can go to BinoBoard.com. That's B-I-N-H-O-B-O-A-R-D.com. And use our code BINOUSP for 10% off your order. That includes the new limited edition Ultraviolet board that just released earlier this week. Uh, So go to BinoBoard.com and use that code BINOUSP for 10% off your order. Matt, season 43 uh, is expected to premiere on CBS in September. Another short and 26-day uh, season, and it's going to be three tribes of six. And here is the first look at the tribes and their names. This is the Coca Tribe. Okay. They'll wear blue. It's made up of web designer Gio Bustamante, event curator Jay Jones, fitness trainer Ryan Madrano. Fashion merchandising student Cassidy Clark, educator Carla Godoy, and pediatric nurse Lindsay Carmine. We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network.
1: This is weird. This is like a leak almost. It's not even like the official... uh... Official website, that's strange. Um uh, so continuing, I guess, with the three tribe yeah thing at the start. Interesting.
0: So we have the Bacca tribe. Um, and I swore that was just like woo in <laughs> office attire. Uh Baca will be yellow. It's made up of psychologist uh Ellie Scott, UX designer Janine Zhang, content creator Moriah Young. Heart valve specialist, Mike Gabler. Jesus. <laughs> uh, that is not what I thought his career was going to be either. Uh, admission counselor, Owen Knight. And recent high school graduate, Sammy Laotti. Uh, eight, an 18-year-old on there? It's always tough. It's tough. Always it's tough. tough for the young people. You don't have the emotional intelligence. It's the J.D. But... Marianne yeah. uh, And then we get the Vessi tribe who will wear red. Uh, and it's made up of account manager, Cody Asenmaker. Uh, computer science student, Dwight Moore phd student jesse lopez regional sales manager justine brennan director of operations uh neka Ejeri and paralympian noel lambert interesting interesting
1: cast um yeah i'm, I'm curious to see just uh and, and this is going to be shortened days again right? yeah 26
0: yeah. days but i think the difference now is that these castaways will have seen yeah this season, season 41 and,
1: and 42 um i'm curious i'm curious to see if there's going to be i i'm mostly interested in the twists and what changes and what they keep and what they get rid of um they've now had two full seasons of like you know testing things out and, and seeing what works and some stuff has been good mm-hmm. some stuff is, i don't mind the 26 days i do miss the the full length but yeah um and i do think it compresses things a little bit but I'm sure they like it cuz it probably saves them money and that's just what we it get is. They to do more right filming like back to back. Right. Um but it doesn't make the game go quicker right. and, they, and they have like supplemented that by definitely making it more challenging in terms of, you know, like less food and all that, but I think some of that too was like born out of necessity just with COVID. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they just had tighter schedule, tighter budget, but um interested to see how that that works, but we've seen, you know, with the new diversity initiative that it's gotten us to very strong casts and i i wouldn't be shocked if that's just the trend going forward now where you get a a much better blend of people um than what you, you used to
0: get on some of these these seasons also like seeing where the tribe names come from according to yeah this they are named after native uh fijian trees and plants interesting which I don't know if they've ever disclosed. Like it's, it's there's so
1: many like strange things that they used to do a lot. Like I remember they used to make it a point to show them all creating the merged tribe name. Like they yeah. would all sit down and at some point this season two someone got tree mail, which they had not. Right. I could not tell you the last time. And we play fantasy survivor, and you get a point if you're you're castaway, one of your castaways that you have, uh, reads tree mail. Like that hasn't even happened in forever. It feels like a decade and a half but you know that they're still filming it every time you know that they put it there and they had like they have them come in and and read it out
0: to everyone like and they have not used it (laughs) it's insane i i love that aspect of the early yeah because you know it was always like some silly little riddle or like um i love when rob convinced everyone (laughs) i forget
1: what the the swap name was uh but it was like one of amber's like Elephant's name, or something like a little stuffed elephant, and he convinced them that it meant something in the land. I there was always a guy, there was always someone that did that. That was like, Yes, yeah, it means whatever in like the native language, wherever
0: they were. And then it's like cutting them, it's like, It's my mom's middle name, like (laughs) (laughs) that. And then we had the one year, it was like, Oh, yeah, uh, America, yeah, yeah. No, I think it was America, yeah, I think it was America, (laughs) unreal. Oh man, uh, so we are gonna enjoy. Uh, Being able to watch, I think it's this week and then next week is the finale. Um, Because there's only five days left on the island, uh, according to a bunch of the Survivor social media posts. Where Mike said that he'd be able to uh, do these next five days with his eyes closed and walking backwards. Well, don't do that, Mike. Keep him him open and walk. Keep moving forward. Yes. Please. (laughs) Um. But that's all we got for you guys. Make sure you're following us on the socials at Underground PHI Twitter and Instagram. Follow Matt at Matt Castorina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast feed, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, where on Apple we are the number 282 uh, sports podcast in Armenia. Let's get that stateside as well. Uh, So go to Apple, Spotify, leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, really helps the algorithm, helps the show out. And then, of course, subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel. Hit the like button, leave a comment, hit the bell icon so you don't miss a single upload, and uh, be a friend, tell a friend, and share that YouTube page with everybody you freaking know. Big thank you to our sponsors, Maine Auto LLC, Ducharme's Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, And the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP for 25% off your order. Sunglasses, blue light glasses, everything in between. TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP. Pick up. Go to PlayPickup.com. Start playing the hottest headlines in sports. Rack up points on your fan profiles. Cash them in for prizes on the pickup marketplace. Go to PlayPickup.com and start playing those headlines. Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com and use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. you got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. And Bino Board, go to BinoBoard.com and use our code BINOUSP for 10% off your order from the homies over at Bino. This has been episode number 430 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. Till next time, we are signing off. Peace i